You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. And we go. It's Carmen and Yurk. Big show planned today. Bulls win and uh, improve their record which is already pretty good against teams with winning records. Some of the best teams in the East. They couldn't beat any of them last year. They're beating them all this year. What do we make of that? Plus, Devin Hester's a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Todd Furman will join us to talk Week 18. And more importantly, Monday night's championship game, Yurko, where Georgia is a big favorite. It's the Horn Frogs. What an improbable run for TCU to the championship game. 200 to 1 shot. When the season started, we'll play McKnight at the movies. So needless to say, my friend, we're loaded on this Thursday. Of course we are. We're loaded. We're loaded. And now the silliness begins also. You know why I'd say that. Oh, stop it. The silliness begins. I'll put together the five that I'm voting for for the NFL Hall of Fame. All right. We'll do that later. Five very deserving individuals. The wide receiver position is stacked. Yes, it is. I would agree with you. It would be difficult for me to sit there and tell you one above the other, but statistically, I think there's a crystal clear number one that should well, go in. Come on, that, yeah. there's a no brainer um, that is going to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good list for sure, and they've wintered it down to the finalists, the final fifteen, final fifteen, final fifteen, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think we should start with the the Bulls with the victory last night against the Nets. The Nets hadn't lost since December the 4th, Yerk. They hadn't lost in a month. Long time. They had a baker's dozen going. 12 Uh, games in a row. That's just a dozen, isn't it? Yeah, they're trying to get to the baker's (laughs) dozen. (laughs) They had it going, right? They were They're trying to get to the Baker's Dozen. It was going. And then the Bulls crushed them. And the Bulls crushed their hopes and dreams. No baker's dozen. Despite, what was it, 45 I think he finished with? 45 for Durant? Boy, Durant looks incredible. Uh, I mean, just incredible. I mean, he's playing like an MVP at age 32. Uh, We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I am fascinated by the NBA's MVP race. And now we got a lot of basketball left to play. This thing is going to sort itself out. And I would expect at some point somebody becomes a more clear-cut favorite. An injury may slow some people down. You don't know that. I can make an argument. We did this exercise yesterday for like five different guys that are the NBA's MVP right now. I think Luke is probably most deserving, but I don't even know how confident or comfortable I am in saying that. I'm a little biased because, you know, a lot of us picked Luca. You know, you like to be right sometimes. Sure, I know like Black right. did. Yeah. I did. I think you may have. Did you pick Luca to be MVP? I could have picked Don't Chitch. I picked Luca to be the MVP this year, and he's I playing took like Jokic. It. The yeah, Joker. But, but the Joker, but like I always say. I understand. They don't like to give it three times yeah, in a row, but yeah. uh, some of his stats dictate <laughs> that he should be the guy, and he's better than he was the year before. Yeah. I mean, do you realize Joel Embiid is averaging 34 points per game? He's not even the league's leading scorer. He's averaging 34 a game. I mean, I think it's fascinating what's happening with this uh, MVP race and just how well certain guys are playing. And we saw that on display last night with Kevin Durant. I thought Kyrie played a really good game. But you know what? The Bulls won. And every time the Nets made a run, and they made a few, and they made it somewhat interesting, believe it or not, the Bulls didn't wilt. The Bulls didn't relinquish the lead. And the Bulls improved to six and one against the Nets, Celtics, and Bucks. I suppose, in the effort of fairness, we should acknowledge that a little because we bashed them a lot last year when they couldn't beat a top team. 
The top three seeds in the East right now, Yerk, are the the Celtics, uh, Bucks, and Nets. The Bulls are six and one against them. Uh, they're eight and one, Yerk, against the Nets, Celtics, Bucks, and Heat. The Heat aren't having quite as good of a season, but still, the Bulls are eight and one against those four teams. Do you know what they were against those four teams last year? Uh, uh, oh, and something three and eleven. Three and eleven. They were three and eleven against those teams last year. So far this year. They're 8-1. Now they have an abysmal record against teams below 500. Go figure. I don't know what they're doing. They flipped the script from a year ago, but I don't know what to make of uh, this Bulls team and that impressive record against some of the top dogs in the NBA's Eastern Conference. They're the 10th seed right now playing for the, you know, playing to get in. All right, this is what I make but of them. But what do you make of that? Right, this is what I make of them still. They beat all the bad teams last year. They couldn't beat the good teams at all. Right. Right. Now they're beating the good teams, so they have the ability to beat the good teams. The best teams in the East, there is the ability to beat those teams. But they're dropping the ball against the rest of the league. All right? So, if I'm Billy, Billy Donovan, Donovan or I'm uh, Corona Chovis. AK. Just call me AK. If I'm AK, I'm sitting there and going, gentlemen, I don't know what you're looking at this year, what you're frustrated with this year. The town is here, and it's in this room. Mm-hmm. to do something, but you've got to trust and you've got to believe in each other and you've got to play for each other. That's it. And then eventually if Lonzo Ball can ever get back, if he can ever get oh, past the know. discomfort or whatever's wrong with his knee, and then you get in there. But without Lonzo Ball, this team has the ability, but you've got to play great basketball. You don't have the talent not to, be, you know, not to play great. If you're not playing your best basketball, you can lose to anybody and everybody, and you will lose... To the best teams. But why is this team suddenly getting up for the best games? I don't know. And performing against the best teams. And if you show me the ability to beat the best teams, Carm, I've got to believe I've got something that's good enough. Man, and I think most Bulls fans would say they don't have anything close to being what's good enough. Because you've looked at what's happened over the last year and the way they fizzled out in the playoffs, and you'd say they don't have enough. Yeah. Unless they're playing their best. This team doesn't have margin for error. Okay, they've got to play close to their ceiling every night to have a chance for victory. Mm-hmm. If they're not near the, you know, the, the, close to that ceiling, they're susceptible to get beat by anybody in this league. When we've seen that, they've been yeah. beat by anybody. They beat yes. some really good teams. They lost Caruso again last night. I don't know how serious of an injury it is, but I think it was an ankle that knocked him out early. So uh, Caruso's been in and out, out of the lineup a lot. He's becoming what they call injury prone. A little bit, unfortunately. Yep. You know, when you're when you're like a whirling dervish out there, and you're always in on every little scrum and every. You're chasing down every loose ball. I mean, he just he throws caution to the wind. I guess it's bound to happen, right? Guys like that tend to probably get beat up a little bit more than guys uh, that play it a little bit more cautiously. I mean, there is no. He's just like yeah, he's, he's in balls the fray. to the wall in the bang fr- to bang, boom boom up chuck. Maybe that's why he's a little bit more all types of good stuff. Demar played another great game last night, but we'd be pretty much accustomed to seeing that. But yeah, it's a good Bulls win. Now they go to Philly. And you know what that means, Yerk. 0-12 all-time against Joel Embiid. 0-12. They've never beaten Joel Embiid. You believe that? He's averaging like 30-11 and 11 against them in yes, his career. I believe it. Oof. Because that's what's happened. So it's I do like, believe it. It's like, you're, it's like you against the Cowboys. You know, sometimes yeah. you look at an opponent oh, and you just seven. go, what the hell? I can't, why can't I beat them? What you know? a beating. 0-7. Oh, well, yeah. And most the of them were beatings too, Carmen. Jeez. They weren't a lot of close games in there. 
It's like the pox on your career, York. That's it. There's one pox. That's it. Well, I mean, some would say that I'd win a Super Bowl. So that'd be one pox. The other one was I couldn't beat the Dallas Cowboys. That's the one. And they were the theoretical bugaboo. And when Green Bay did go on to win the Super Bowl. They didn't beat Green Bay. They, I mean, they, they didn't, didn't beat, beat Dallas, Dallas right? They beat the Carolina Panthers in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. They beat Carolina. Because Carolina beat Dallas. And that was like in Carolina's second year, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't second that, year. That crazy. And right? we lost to New England in our second year. In the AFC yeah, Championship, right. it was Green Bay against New England and New Orleans for the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah the, 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 they've never been able to figure out Embiid. They don't have a good answer for him. One thing I noticed about last night, we were talking about the Nets and where they are in the East and who's like the most serious contender and who are the best teams. The one thing that I think is going to hurt them at some point is their lack of rim protection. Claxton's okay, I guess, as a shot blocker, but like, I think they've got a real issue there. I think that was on full display last night, too, York. You know, as great as Durant is, and if Kyrie doesn't blow the whole thing to smithereens, if Durant can stay healthy at age what I think he's 32 now and play this way, um, they're, they're going to give most teams a run for their money. I would think they'll be competitive in the playoffs. But the one thing that might come back to haunt them is the fact that they don't have a serious rim protector. Maybe they go out and they address that at the trade deadline. But that's the one thing I'd be I'd, I'd say I don't put them. I, I probably don't hold them in the same regard as I do Boston and and Milwaukee right now. And I guess we'll see because we got a few months before the spring rolls around and before they start playing meaningful playoff basketball. But that'd be the one thing just watching them last night. If you want to talk uh, Bulls or anything else for that matter, feel free to ring us up. 312-332-3776. You can join the chat on Twitch, twitch.tv, or download the app. We're live in the old National Bank State Street studio today and every day. And you can also hit us up on Twitter. Yurko is at Yurko64. That's Yurko with a J. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We'll talk Bears NFL. we got to talk about the Hall of Fame finalist. Devin is on that list. Um, good for Devin uh, and, and the Bears. It is nice when your team's players go into the Hall of Fame. I know uh, we've given uh, the whole debate. We've fueled that fire a little bit over the years um, about specialists being in the Hall of Fame. But, look, it's a celebration of football. You know, when we were at the Hall of Fame a couple years ago, they gave us that. They, they really rolled out the red carpet. It was nice of them. They didn't have to do that. David Baker and his people didn't have to do that. They gave us a really cool behind-the-scenes glimpse, and they brought out stuff that they have in the Hall of Waddle and Yurko, which I thought was really cool. I mean, they've got archives of every single player. Yep. If you played one snap yep. in the NFL, there is something in there about your career in that like vault room. I thought that was pretty cool. And they, I remember the guy saying, look, this is a celebration of football. And it is, and that's great. Um, I do have one question for everybody, though, in a little bit about what I hear quite often when people discuss Devin Hester, I've got one question, and okay. I don't mind. Like it's like I said, it's a celebration. Good, Devin, I think is the best returner ever. I think he's the greatest return man I've ever seen in my life. He's the best. I mean, Dion's probably close, um, and there have been some electrifying returners in the history of well, the game. There I have mean, been a bunch. Uh, Dion's close. That Dion was the best cornerback that ever played. Well, that's why he's that's why he's in all no, of no, fame. No, of course. I'm just His, saying he is yeah. a returner. I mean, Dion was exceptional. Right, I got you, but of course, I mean, Dion's one of the ten greatest defenders to ever play the yeah. sport. For, that was a, a side game. gig for him. Yes, yes. Returning was a side gig. Side Absolutely. Gig. That's yeah. not why he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying he was. I got so you. captivating. What's your one question about Devin Hester? My question is so intrigues me. My question is this: I see it a lot, like in on Twitter and like. People said, they're like, well, Devin Hester changed the game forever. How? No, he didn't. I, I, I presume people are suggesting that the kickoff rule was changed for Devin Hester. It was Do, not. Of course not. No. Why would you limit exciting plays right. like Devin Hester's ability or any player's ability to return a kickoff for a touchdown? 
they changed the rule because they got sued and lost a twenty billion. What was it? Ten billion? Twenty billion? What they? What did they have to? Oh, I forget. Yeah, I forget. The I league got sued yeah. in a concussion lawsuit and lost, and so they changed what is considered to be one of the most dangerous, most likely to result in a concussion plays, and that's kickoffs. Right. I don't understand when people say Devin Hester changed the game forever. What that means? What does that mean? Well, it doesn't have any meaning. People have taken something that happened for safety reasons and they've associated with Devin Hester and his return. Is that really what people mean? Yes, that's what they've done. That's How why can anyone think that's why you and I are here to correct those people when they think but, that way. But I don't understand. Why would the league change it because he was so exciting? They wouldn't. <laughs> I don't get they it. They wouldn't. They so wouldn't. So if anybody that's written that like i see it a lot on social media yeah. if you're listening could you call us and let us know and again i'm happy for devin i hope he goes in like good fine but could you let us know how devin hester changed the game forever because i am curious like if you were to say lawrence taylor changed the game i'd say yeah or bill walsh changed the game i'd say yeah or if dan marino changed the way quarterbacks play i'd say yeah those guys change the game. I would really like to know what, if you believe that or if you've written that or said that, what that means. Does any, because I'm, I'm at a loss when I see that. I, I, I saw it a lot last night. Like, and I mean a lot, just scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. Change the game, wow. for, change the way the game is played. And I'm like, how? I, well, that's what they'll tell I, you. Chris, can you answer? No, I mean, they, like, can that's anybody... what they'll tell you. No, they'll you're saying you it right, that. though. How? They, there's uh, still how? kickoffs. How? There's still guys who return the football. They, there are still guys that get punted away from, from, from the, one angle to like, another angle. That changed the, the game? The, I don't know. Guys, it. the best kickoff returner in NFL history is still playing. Cordero Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Absolutely. He's the best end of, he's the best kick returner in NFL history. I just I, I find it so weird that people flippantly say that. Or not flippantly, maybe, but just so, like... It's thrown out there like we should just accept it, and I don't get that. That's the only question I have. I again, I'm like totally accepting the fact that yeah, De- like, you're happy. Yeah, let Devin go. Let it's a celebration of football, and he was great, and he was exciting, and so that's awesome. And when you're when teams when players go in from the teams you cheer for, uh, you should be happy about that. And so I think it's great. I just don't understand what people mean when they say he changed the game forever. So if someone can explain that, we'd be uh, I'd be willing to hear that explanation today. You'd, you'd like to hear an argument. If someone could make it, yeah. you'd be more than happy to hear it. Just an explanation on that. I'd be I'd be very willing I'd be I'm eager to try to find out what people mean when they say that. Yurko, what are you concocting over there? Your list? No, I just got the three wide receivers. Not all no. three wide receivers are going to make this list. No, no, no. So I'm trying to find the the most effective three wide receivers in my list to see you know, who who do I think is the best and who do I think belongs now? Hmm. Oh, somebody uh, And says two here. of the guys were second fiddles to better receivers. Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce is already in. Yeah. And then Reggie Wayne to Marvin Harris. Yeah. Somebody's on the line that knows how Jeff, Devin oh. changed it. Uh, let's take him when we come back. Henry, yeah. hold on. I'm let's interested to know how Hester changed the game. I'd, 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 honestly, I'd love I'd like to, to know. Is it that they play music before the kickoff? I don't know. Soldier Boy? I don't know. Maybe. It's strange uh, to read that and hear that. 312-332-3776. we got some Bulls calls coming in as well. Uh, we'll start taking some phone calls coming up. we got a lot to do, like I mentioned today. Todd Verman live in Vegas in about an hour and 20. We'll play McKnight at the movies a little bit later on. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back.
the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. End of the month, they'll uh, get in the room and they'll argue or debate at least uh, who's going to be this year's class for the Pro Football's Hall of Fame. 15 finalists. There's one absolute no-brainer on the list, and that, of course, is Joe Thomas. And we could start debating uh, the others, but Devin made the final 15, which is great. Uh, Henry knows how Devin changed the game. Henry, you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, great show. Thanks. Um, you know what? We are uh, on our football fantasy uh, club. We, we've had this argument many times. And uh, uh, someone theorized that it sort of, I believe, if you check it, coincides with the fact that uh, the NFL changed the wedge concept of blocking because of the runbacks uh, that were so frequent. And I think they changed. The, I think because the I think because concussions, of concussions. They changed. They changed the wedge rule and they moved the kickoff uh, spot because of the concussions. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. I had heard about, you know, that they had changed the wedge because they had and all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. It, thanks, Henry. It's, of, it was, of my three concussions, two came when I was on the wedge. Yeah. Zorich, Zorich popped me, both guys from Notre Dame. Zorich and Demetrius DeBose. Yeah. The three that you know of. Yeah. Yurko well, always, the, the three where I saw stars. Yurko always says the three that he Let's see if I can remember them all. Um, the three that Yurko knows. I just of mentioned two. About. You mentioned two on the wedge. The other I want to say was when you got hit by... Priest Holmes? Yes. Yeah. He was with the Baltimore Ravens, backup yeah. running back. Yeah, backup at, back then. Yeah, he was backup running back, and then he went to Kansas City and just you know, for three years was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, he had a three-year run that was And they still the drafted world. Larry Johnson, which is crazy. Running back well, in the first round. Silliness. But go ahead. It was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, Marty. I'll tell Marty you, Larry was, was another one that was great for about three or four years. Yeah. Remember how good he was? And then they, like, these poor running backs, they get used and abused. Yeah. You yeah. know, he had 900 carries in three years, and his body was done. Then they tell him goodbye. Yeah, they say goodbye to you. Kevin's on the south side. Maybe he can answer it. How did he change the game, Kevin? I think, well, he didn't change the game, like, totally, but. <laughs> so you can't answer All it. right, but go ahead. <laughs> Give us your thought. Are you here. hearing that crack one? Yeah. Over two. Give okay, us, so give we're us over two. Pad. Go ahead, Kevin. Kevin? Kevin, give us your thoughts yeah. here, bud. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> How did am he change I there the or game? am I not? You, you are. Yes. We don't know. Talk yes. to us. Okay. How did he change he the game? Just, he, changed the, he changed the way people played the game against him. Like kicking the ball out of bounds. Uh, that happened before that happened. he changed the game. He's not that the first. happened with Mel Gray. They squibbed the ball so they can keep it against Mel Gray. There are other returners in the history of the football that people wanted to avoid. So that didn't happen yeah, either. That, like, he's not the okay, first. That Kevin. one's been No, I'm not saying off. he changed the game yeah. completely. I'm just saying he changed the way people played against him. That's yeah, all. but there's okay. been others so, that have done that, so too, that are on the outside looking in. Come on now. All right. So we're 0 for 2. I, we, I'm still looking for, like, because it was declared so definitively, and it often is, like on Twitter and stuff, where are the people that can give us the explanation? I'm just wondering of how he changed the game. So we're 0 for 2. Let's try 3. Chris, go ahead, Chris. Hi, hi guys. Love the show, man. Thank you. What's happening, my friend? So so it got kind of exaggerated what the, when they were saying that he changed the game forever. Oh, Devin Hester did not change the game forever. We all know that. Okay. But. The talk I, around I the league when he was playing, it changed how they defended him. The, the coaches around the league, it was said that if you kick okay. the Devin Hester today, 
You'll be uh, frying fish tomorrow. Okay, well, I guess that's fair. All right, Chris. Yeah, okay, okay Chris. they said it about Mel Gray. So he didn't change the game. He just impacted right. how teams how played the Bears. All right. Okay. Carmen. I think Chris I've gave got, at least the most logical. I've maybe got 10 returns in my year, my, my lifetime. 10 returns. 10 returns. For 135 yards. Why did, they, why did I get 10 returns? Because they were kicking away from somebody else. They did not want to kick it to Robert Brooks. Okay? They did not. And Corey Harris was back there, too. And then it became Antonio Freeman. They did not want to kick the ball to them. So what did they do? They kicked they it to you. They it to me. They it to Yurko. And I picked it up. And there goes Johnny with the football. And I Freddie Flintstone it as fast as I could. Now, listen, nobody knows that because they're sitting here in the city of Chicago. They don't care what happened there. They only cared what happened here, specifically when Devin was playing. But when I'm telling you, kicking away from somebody who's a dangerous return guy uh, is not a brand new concept. I promise you it's not. I think Billy's got an interesting thought. Yeah, I love Billy's we've asked, thoughts. We've asked, how has he changed the game? And three people have called and they said, well, he, has, he didn't really change it. Oh, yeah. okay. But Big Billy's got an interesting Let's thought. Let's hear what Big Billy's got to say. Go ahead, Big he Billy. He might be right. You know, I'll tell you how he changed the game for me. Is during special teams kickoffs, I used to get up, scratch my butt, go use the bathroom, <laughs> grab a beer. But as soon as Devin Hester came boy. around, that was must see TV for every Bears Chris, fan. Give me Soldier so, Boy. So there you go, Billy. He was at least must see TV for you. That's and that's he, and he, now I he agree changed with you. the game for fans. I agree, and I agree I with you. I on won't that, disagree Billy. with Big Billy. Yes, either will I. I won't disagree with Big Billy. I don't even know if it's I, like watching uh, Sammy Sosa come to bat. Yes. No. You weren't going to leave when Sammy Sosa okay. came to bat. All right. Now, Sammy Sosa's a Hall of Famer. Period. Done story. Don't even talk to me about it. It's I, I like Billy's explanation. I yeah. buy that. That was stop him. and watch. A hundred percent. Yeah. That doesn't mean you really changed the game. No. Not you by any stretch. the viewing, viewing experience. Your viewing habits. Yeah. Yeah. You held it. You probably piddled in your pants just a smidge. But again, watch the return, then went and went to the bathroom. And here's right the after. thing: he's not the only one. He's not the first. He's not the last. No, he doesn't do it much anymore. But let me ask you: if you're watching a Dolphins game and you notice Tyree Kill is back for a return, you think you're getting up and going to the bathroom? No, of course not. No, you, no way, no how. Not going to do it. Back in my uh, the day, the kid in Dallas, who's the the, the rookie in Dallas? Oh, is he a rookie or second? But the kid in Dallas. When they kick to him, you're yeah. probably going to watch it. Back so in my day, wasn't the first or the last. My but, day, but back in my day, it was Billy White Shoes Johnson. There you go. I mean, who didn't love Billy White Shoes Johnson? If you got a chance to see him get a kickoff or a punt return, you did. But I like Rick uh, Upchurch was another one of those guys for the Denver Broncos. Great return man. When I was a kid, that's what we waited for. So Billy's, uh, I think, rationale seems to be the most salient yet. That he, at the very least, he changed your viewing habits. I could totally buy that because he was as exciting as anybody. But I think most people, I, I, again, we haven't found like a real uh, explanation as to the, the fact that he changed the way the game is played. Because he didn't. Brett's in Lake Zurich. Go ahead, Brett. He wants to try to argue. Yeah, yes, go ahead. I, I have two, but I'm not sure. One might be because of the concussion with them moving the ball to the 25-yard line instead of the 20. That's right, correct. Right. That's concussion. Okay. Right. And then the other one was uh, was – do they change when the clock starts on a kickoff return to where it's got to be out of the end zone because has, partially because Hester kind of would run around a little bit or delay to see what the return Your, the you coverage team was doing? No. That's not why they did that. All right, Brett. But at least Brett offered up a couple yeah. of uh, things. But it he said, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. The, the only time he really dillied and dallied, the only return, remember the, uh, the they put field, him back there on the missed field, field goal. goal. Yeah. 
the, and guy, then the he was trying to bait them in the yes. big offensive lineman and to quit running or maybe to put them in a position where they'd be easily blocked. Yes. That's the one time he did the old delay. Well, that's the one that I think we was the most pronounced. Right. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He like he really yeah. did. He slow played it and then that all was, of a sudden, that was a missed field goal. That yes. wasn't a kickoff return. Right. A that missed is, field goal. That is why Devin was fun to watch. You got to yeah. admit. He really, he really was. There it is. Oh, there you go, Yurk. Right now, people are stopping their cars in traffic. He really was fun. Devin Hester's going to have a return. Oh, no. No, you got to admit, he was stop and watch. Big Billy was right. He well, was stop and watch. I don't disagree. He was... Six seasons, though, without a return for a touchdown. I'm just well, going to let you know it's... that. Half of his career, he didn't have a touchdown or a punt return. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair, though. <laughs> you are making you're... people so upset right now, Yurko. You're making a little. No, no, no. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm not nitpicking at all. I am looking at the stats and letting you know, in six years, he didn't do a damn thing. Oh, stop. Zero touchdowns. There there was a day a couple months ago I was bored, and so I was on uh, Pro Football Reference, and I thought to myself, man, I I went to all those games when Hester was playing for the Bears. Mm -hmm. He must have returned X number of kicks, right, for touchdowns. And then I went and looked it up, and what, it's like, it's under 20. Well, uh, right? No, I think I think he has 19 total returns. Is yeah, that but, right? But That's... how many of those were after he was done playing with the Bears? Oh. Didn't he have a couple with the Falcons? He did, for sure. He had uh, at least one, I think. Well, and, no, and... he didn't. Hold on, Chris. I got yeah, his He's paper. got it in He front didn't of him. have any. All of his kick returns were with the Bears. Um, he only, I mean, only. But I what mean, he had five. Punt, his punt, punt return returns. with it, yeah. He had only one, it looks like, Chris. Just one. Okay, so thirteen so, of the fourteen were with the Bears. Okay, he's so, got nineteen total returns. I was looking it up. It, I thought because, he had twenty. No, nine. Uh, well, one's a, one was a missed field goal. Yeah, so if field you goal count return. that, that's the twentieth return. Twenty non-offensive touchdowns. Yes, the, there the you go. The point is that I looked it up, and in my memory, it seemed like it happened every single time we went to Soldier Field. And to Yurko's so, point, <laughs> half of his career he did not have touchdowns. Maybe that's the thing that did kind of make him special, though. That you thought you. He was so good at it, and he was so electrifying that you sort of just assumed he was going to be doing it. Yeah, every right. Year. Right. You know? I thought I, it happened more uh, than it actually yeah. did. I don't like being the bad guy, but I am the guy that's got to point out the facts. Well, we've always pointed out some of these facts, and but then, again, it's a celebration. Then I'm telling people you, people want to lambast me, Carm. I, I, I became convinced on our trip to Canton for Lacker when they said this is a celebration of football. I was like, you know what? Uh, it is a celebration of football, and Devin was awesome at what he did, probably the best ever. And so, all right, so be it. I always thought it was weird when people first started making the argument for a special team. I had Yurko's approach. I was like, really? Special teams? But okay, I can get on board. I just can't get on board with Devin Hester change the game forever because that's simply not true. Keith's in Bolingbrook. What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. Uh, I listen to you all the time. It's great. Yurko, I largely agree with you. I just wanted to say... The Bears' offense was so anemic that year they made it to the Super Bowl. Was it more so Devin Hester and his trajectory and how he was playing that rookie year? Do you guys think they even make the Super Bowl without the way he you know, played? Maybe I, not. It's a good point there. Maybe not, Keith. And I remember point. what he's talking about. That was the Rex Grossman-led offense. It was. So it was not Air Coriel by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> right? No, it was not. We had uh, Thomas Jones, I believe, was our running yes. back. And uh, Cur- not Curtis Enos, the other guy that no, we just it was, drafted. Uh, it was... Uh, from Texas. It was from Cedric Texas. Benson. Yeah, Cedric Benson. And yes, they did struggle scoring offensively, specifically that Arizona game, which happened on Monday night. Correct. But if we remember, that was one Devin Hester touchdown, one Pena Tillman touchdown. 
And I believe and was it Mike Brown. Mike Brown, I, I or maybe it was Tillman. There's like two defensive touchdowns and one Devin Hester return for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. Now I think the Hester touchdown happened first, uh, and then everything else kind of built. Maybe they built yeah. momentum off I of that. I believe it did. And it happened on a Monday night. Yes. And the impact. So you're telling me the impact of one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes him a Hall of Famer. No, no, I don't. Well, I'm not, well, not saying no, that. But, but I'm just saying let's let's extend out the uh, conversation. But Keith's right. Uh, that first year, he was a big part of their success getting there offensively because he was uh, definitely impacting games for the Bears with his returnability. I mean, he had five that rookie year, which is pretty special. We'll take more of your calls. We got to get some Bulls calls in too because people want to talk about last night's win and like how the Bulls are six and one against the top three teams in the East right now. And does that mean anything? We seem to. Th- Use it against them last year when they couldn't beat a good team. They're beating good teams now. Three one two three three two ESPN. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN one thousand. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester. Trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. I I can't believe that's uh, almost 16 years ago, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll never forgive myself, as I've told the story many times, for never making the bet that I actually talk about on the air all that week. I was like, boy, the yeah. bet to make is Devin Hester first touchdown at 40 to 1. What if the Bears win the kick? Opening <laughs> kickoff open, return for a touchdown know, win the, win 75 to 1. Back then, you didn't defer. You know, that's a more of a new age analytic thing. You know, normally, especially when they had Devin, they wanted to kind of establish things. You knew if the Bears won the toss, they were going to take the ball. Uh, as Jim Nance said, it was an issue that the Colts had had all year. Tony Dungy has famously told the story on these airwaves with Waddle and Sylvie. You know, the plan all week was not to kick to him. And then they got all, they like, they worked themselves up as they were like getting ready to go. Like, we're in the Super Bowl. Let's go. And coach, we can do it. We can cover him. Like, yeah, let's go win this game. We're going to kick it to Devin. And they kicked it to Devin. And that's what he did to him. Now the Colts won anyway. But yes, not, I still did. don't ever forgive myself for not making that. Colts bet. won, Colts covered. What was I thinking? Colts won and covered, yes. Colts won, Colts covered. Yes, they did. It's Carmen and York. Devin's a finalist for the Hall. The list is, uh, I will say pretty impressive. I, I think, th- th- look, there's obvious. There's an obvious no-brainer. I mean, right. Joe Thomas is. Yes, they've whittled it down pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're down to 15. Joe Thomas is a no-brainer. Um, he, he should stroll into Canton on the first ballot. It's not his fault the guy had to play in Cleveland his entire career. But, uh, I mean, he was the best. I mean, best. if you play in Cleveland or Cincinnati, we apologize for yeah. you. Well, Willie Anderson's on this list. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Willie was a good player. I, I don't know. Now, that his, his, his time crosses with Joe Thomas, right? Boy, does it? I don't know. Yeah, he, maybe. He, Willie Anderson played till 2008, so. Okay. Oh, well, then it must, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think at some yeah, point Joe, they did Joe's cross the over. no-brainer. Um, for me, other guys that I think are, if you want to call them locks, like, to me, DeMarcus Ware's got to go in. It's not his first ballot. I mean, DeMarcus Ware had almost 140 sacks. I think he was an all-pro like four out of five years, wasn't he? 
think he made all pro four out of five years. If you're that good for a five-year span. Yeah, I'm looking at. uh, DeMarcus Ware was dominant. Right. In 178 games, he had 138 and a half sacks. Pretty unbelievable. And he was a dominant guy coming off the corner Um, of of all those guys. But, you know, everybody just kind of passes over Jared Allen like he's nothing. He was great. 187 games, 136 sacks. Wow. It's a lot of sacks. So it's not like, you know, he had a ton more games and he's right there, you know, in the vicinity of where DeMarcus Ware is. If DeMarcus Ware is a no-brainer, why is Jared Allen sitting on the outside All looking right, in? The guy fair. that kind of is the oddball is Dwight Franey. Well, it's his first time. First time up, 125 and a half sacks in 218 games. I don't think he'll go in on the first back. I don't think nor, he'll nor be in do on I the think first. He yeah, nor do I think he should. I would think Ware and Allen are more deserving so, at this point than... Here's Franey. my list. I'll give it to you right now. Joe well, the Tom. only other guy I was going to say I, to me would be... Tor- like, the no-brainers Torrey for Holt. me should be... Yeah. Well, Thomas is the true no-brainer. And then I think DeMarcus Ware... Torrey Holt. And if Devin goes, great. That'd be awesome. Good for the Bears, good for Devin. But I would say those three are guys I would be. Thomas, for. Holt, and Revis, I have. Yeah, I'm surprised you have Revis. That yeah. shocks me a little because I would have thought you'd say it's I, not long enough. I went and crunched the numbers. No, it was pretty dominant okay. for an extended period of time. Thomas, Holt, Revis. Okay. And then I've got either Jared Allen or, or, or DeMarcus Ware. Okay. Okay, and then I'll boy. I think Torrey Holt is the crystal clear wide receiver in this group. And he's and he's waited, man. He's yeah. paid his dues. Like he's, the guy's waited. I think this is the final year of Albert Lewis. Okay, the final year of Albert Lewis. The twentieth year. This is the first time he's made the final fifteen. Oh, really? I think they've gone about the business of making sure Albert Lewis gets in. Mm. That's why he's there. So first time that he's made the final fifteen. Carm, does that mean it's his final year of eligibility? Before it's got to go to the senior guys. I think there's a reason and a purpose why Albert Lewis is here. Because I think they want to induct Albert Lewis into the Hall of Fame. Does that mean Rondé's got to wait a year? He might. Yeah. Might mean Rondé's got to wait a year. And you talk to me about the comparables. And listen, Rondé Barber's a Hall of Famer. Nobody's going to argue it. Yeah. I think They're so. only going to take five, though, Carm. They They're take, take five, five, right? They Yeah. Then they've got to put in an official or they got to put in some useless owner that wasn't worth crap. Um, you know, so I guess they're part of the history of the league, but that should be a wing upon itself that nobody ever has to kind of see. <laughs> well, I don't remember seeing any of the owners busted. Oh, Maybe no, they, they're, 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 I don't know if their bus are in, but the they might be room. in their own little own section of bus. I will say uh, the bus room at Canton is pretty sweet. Yeah. Now, I think it's terrible uh, how uh, poorly a job was done on Walter's bus. We've talked about that. Like what we all looked at it like, what did they do? They need to be recommissioned. Some of them are dead on ringers. Spot I mean, on it's, images. it is a very cool part of Canton. If you've ever been, or yeah. if you haven't, and you're yeah. thinking about it, it's uh, it's worth getting in that line and making your way from start to finish. They do it in chronological order, starting with the first ever class. It is a very cool thing to work your way through that bus room, and they separate it by year. And then you look at some of these, you're like, wow, look at this class, and it's incredible. Uh, the bus room is very cool at Canton. At least I thought it was. Maybe that's a little dorky to say, but I thought it was very cool. Mark's in Manuka. What's up, Mark? Yeah, my own? Yep. Yeah, I was just trying to bring up one of the kicks when it was uh, Johnny Knox and Devin Hester both back to return. Oh, Hester. yeah. The trick play you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they faked it. Devin faked, caught it. Knox took it to the house, but it got called back on a illegal block. That's in the against bank. Green Bay on a BS call, too, Mark. Yeah, yep, dude, that was awesome. Wasn't that against Green Marky, Bay? Thanks. 
I think it was. It was. It was here. I was at the game. I believe you're right. I was at the game. That was a great. That was a great play. Dave Tobe, I think, was the coordinator, right? Especially yeah. the coordinator. They yes. drew that up, and it was Jermichael great. Michael Finley, three touchdowns that day. Wow! Remember how good Jermichael Finley was? Yeah. For a remember we talked to Jermichael Finley one year at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We were hoping the Bears were going to sign him, didn't we? Wasn't he like a free agent? We were hoping the Bears were going to sign we were Jermichael. Hoping Finley. for all types of things. I know, I know. He kind of fizzled out quick. For a while there, he was really good. Yeah. He, he kind of fizzled out. Mark's in Villa Park on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing, guys? Good, man. What's Thanks happening? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, listen, I just want to compare Devin Hester, not exactly like Dion, but he had the same impact Dion had. When Dion was playing, you didn't throw to his side of the field. When Devin Hester was back there, you didn't kick to him. And when you did kick to him, you paid for it. I'm glad you guys opened up with that uh, that first segment about uh, the coach when they – one going to kick to him the whole week, and then at the last yeah, minute, yeah. they decided to kick to him, and he changed the whole complexion of the game. Even though the Bears well, didn't they win. lost, yeah, I mean the Bears still yeah. lost. You know that's why the that's why the impact of a special teams player I think is so limited. And Mark, we appreciate the call, buddy. Well, and here's your dilemma, though. It's not quite the same as Dion taking away half the field because Dion's on the field for so many more plays. Right. That's well, why exactly. I don't think you can compare the two. Dion affects seventy games, uh, seventy, 70 plays a game, right? Seventy seventy snaps a game. Dion effects. You can't compare those, you guys. Right. You just can't. But but every time he touched the ball, yeah. How many returns? What was his average of touchdowns per return? What was the average? How many returns per touch? produced a touchdown? Oh, how many? Re- well, what, right. How many returns produced a touchdown? Like oh, uh, home runs, home right, runs right, per right, at right. bat. Uh, so I'm talking about touchdowns per return. Ten percent. Well, I don't know what that means. Well, ten percent of his returns resulted in uh, touchdowns. Once I, I, I every thirty-two. So that's a lot less than 10%. one touchdown. That's less than in 10%. every thirty-two. What do you mean? You don't know what it means. You can do math. Okay. You're great at math. Yeah, I know, but so I had to reverse it in my brain. I don't. I don't well, yeah, I, I'd say nineteen. Yeah, it's less yeah. than ten percent. I, I guess. Yeah, of course, because it's nineteen returns. What are you brining? Or twenty? I'm brining. What do you mean brining? What am I brining? <laughs> you said you were brining something. <laughs> no. So we you had, said in your brine. No, in I your think brain. in his brain. In my brain, sorry. <laughs> in my brain. 19 or 20 funny. returns and 320 some, much more. Okay. No, more than that. More than those returns. I'll, I'll think about it. But one I touchdown. I said no, 10%. One touchdown for every yeah. 32 returns. Okay. okay. One for every 32. One touchdown for every 32 okay. returns. Gotcha. It's nowhere near gotcha. the best. Yeah. Six touchdowns and 113 returns. Mm. That's the best it's ever been. Travis Williams. Yes. Okay. Small sample. Period. Small sample for what reason? Pew, pew. Small sample because they didn't yeah. kick to him. No. Oh. Small sample for what reason? <laughs> I don't know. He couldn't play a position, so they got rid of him. Mm. He couldn't play running back well enough, so even though he had four returns in one year. Why oh, is that right? They didn't give a rat's ass. They cut him? Do you know how many teams he played for? No. Four. Wow. In four years. Is that right? Why? Because he couldn't play a position. So doesn't that actually work into the favor of promoting Hester? Not because really. he couldn't play another position, but he was so good as a returner. Not oh, really. He was able to Black. take a roster nope. spot. No, nope. brings up a good point. Do you know why he stayed with the Chicago Bears? He had his godfather drafted him. Really? Not his personal godfather in actuality in oh. real life. I was but like, he had, a godfather. he had a godfather that took care of him. 
Jerry Angelo drafted him, yeah. and Jerry Angelo made sure, even though with his grotesque ineffectiveness, I think, I think Jerry was that so, he was still going to be a part of the Chicago Bears. Jerry finally found, like, Jerry was pretty good at drafting defense. He was. Yeah. I think Jerry was so excited that he found a guy who could score. He was like, I got to keep him. We got to sign him no matter what. I like, keep him forever. Look at, there's no way we can let him go. Jerry. The talk, speaking of that, Deion Sanders, when his contract was coming up, everybody's, you know, Deion Sanders, well, how do you pay this guy? I mean, there's nothing, I've never been nothing like him. How are you going to pay this guy? Easy. You know how you pay this guy? He's not a starter at any position on your team. He's a special teams guy. He gets paid like a special teams guy. They tried to turn Devin into a receiver. Yeah, it right? didn't really work. They tried to. Really That's, is some, people keep calling with the argument that uh, he only had so many touchdowns because teams stopped kicking to him. Yeah. But that speaks to the ineffectiveness. If there's an easy way to deny you the ball, well, sure. then... That's well, yeah, part and, of that, it. and that's why you can't compare it to like guys that play seventy snaps. You can't make yeah. the Dion comparison. Like Listen, Dion took half the field away. I'm There's talking this. about real football players here. We're deciding between Andre Johnson. We're deciding between Tory Holt. Uh, you know, we're deciding between Reggie Wayne. I think you're guys a little hard on Devin. Seventy plus touchdowns in a game for a number of different years. I think you're a little hard on him when you. I think that's disparaging to say we're talking about real football players. Devin was a real football player. Come on, I'll buy it when you make fun of kickers. But Devin was a real football player. He was, Yerk. Come on. I'll fight you on that one. I will. I, and you're, I know you get a, you know, you're a D lineman. Where's Bill Bates? Where's Bill Bates <laughs> in your argument? Bill I mean, Steve Tasker. Tasker was a real football player, are, too. I, I, okay, but where are they in your arguments about I, guys going into the Hall of Fame? In. They're not Why? in. But, but Tasker was a real football player. They were the best so at is, what they did, so Carm. I'm going to make the argument they make for Denver, uh, for Devin. No. The best that's ever been, Bill no, Bates. Stop it. Coverage <laughs> we teams. Take a break. we got to take a break. We gotta, we gotta, I'm playing the devil's advocate, too. Oh, yeah. I'm being you, a little bit yeah, of a smart You're Al Pacino Alec. over there. You love playing the devil's that's advocate. Right. <laughs> I'll speak Spanish for you. I want Charlie Steron coming into the studio. If we could, a little devil's advocate action. We'll We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. There is encouraging news today on DeMar Hamlin. Uh, They say, doctors say that he has made, quote unquote, remarkable improvement. While they're still saying he's critically ill, he's demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact, which is just great. I, I again, I really... think that's oxygen to the brain as soon as you could possibly get it to the brain. Yeah. He's an, having his heart attack. There's commend... an update from his doctor right now. Pelicero just tweeted. Oh, is there? Yeah. Uh, the doctor said we're focused on long-term recovery right now. He has a ways to go with liberation from the ventilator. So Okay, so okay. he's still on the assistance with the ventilator, but you again have to really... Uh, commend on-field medical personnel, sure, doctors, absolutely. trainers, uh, paramedics. Um, we said it the other day, like, they saved that young man's life on the field. They also, probably because of their fast thinking, their fast actions, like, we're he's going to he's gonna have life. a quality of life. It is remarkable. And you really have to commend them. Uh, apparently, Pelissero also tweeted that Hamlin is now awake and he's communicating. He can't speak yet. I mean, he's got a tube down his throat, so he can't speak, right. obviously. But he's communicating. And is he by writing, Shay? Is he writing stuff with them? Yeah, well, he can't communicate via. Well, he's got the breathing tube in, so he yeah. can't That's talk. What I'm right, so he's writing? Yeah, Semaphore. he can communicate by writing. Right, right. And Semaphore. Apparently, he asked the doctors who won the game. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Like he just assumed he, he woke did. up and he's like, "Wait, what, where am I? What happened?" Oh, he's okay, a football player. Unbelievable. He's a football player. Of course, that's what he wants to know. Hey, I'm finally here. How long has it been? That's did we win? God bless him. That's awesome. <laughs> Who won? I mean, that's historically that's been the mindset of a football player. It is really something. You man. wake up from whatever happened. You just then, hey, what happened in the ball game? Did we win or did we lose? That is really something. And what was the response of the doctor? Apparently, the doctors said to him, "They're like, you won, Demar. You won the game of life." Well, he's <laughs> he's awake and he's asking questions. So good. It's a, asking. It, he's writing questions. Awesome. Carmen. Yeah. Well, that's for him. asking. I mean, the mindset of the football player was still there, which is beautiful. Awesome. So it is. That uh, lets they, me know that neurologically he is it, intact. It right sure there. seems like who it. Who won? And that's yes. what the doctors are saying. You bet your sweet ass, kid. Who won? It is great, man. It is Thank great. God. Uh, you know, what else can you say? But just uh, it's you thank those people that knew what to do. That's right. I'm sure he loves all the support once he finds out, too. I mean, I know the family keeps saying how appreciative they've been of all the support. Um, but that he looks like he's going to be OK is pretty fantastic. Carmen, that's why you ask why they make things tough to be a doctor. Classically in school. Yeah. Why you got to find the best of the best to go ahead and be medical professionals. There's a reason why they do that. Because you never know when you're going to be pressed into action. Those days in residency when you're out there working 24-hour shifts, Mm -hmm. not getting any sleep, grinding, making things happen. You prepare all that time. And then it becomes quite lucrative over the course of a lifetime. But when it hits the fan and everybody's freaking out. Yeah, can you stay calm? What do these people do? They do what they know how to do, what they've been trained to do. Okay? They're gonna, and they get in the fray in the mix, yeah. and they do what they they what they know what they're experts at. Yep. They uh, so when you ever question what a doctor makes, don't right because they make what they're supposed to make. Well, it's a free because market. they're the best yeah. of what they do. Period. This is a free market, baby. Bam. Exactly. And Love uh, it. not only did they save his life, they appeared to have saved him a quality of life, like Yurko said, which is yeah, really, wonderful. which is really great Good. because it was Good. scary. And if uh, medical personnel. Uh, you know, weren't there? You know, you're playing in the NFL. At um, you know, you're at the highest level. The amount of personnel that's in that stadium, they're ready to respond. Obviously, is not something everyone is afforded. But luckily for him, uh, the situation dictated that there were medical professionals there that could respond quickly. Because normally, something like that, where blood uh, and oxygen start stops going to the brain, yeah. you know, we know what the right. the, the, the effects of that can be, even uh, as short as four or five minutes. So right. Pretty remarkable, man. Um, we'll that should be the Times quote of the year, by the way. Yeah. Did, did we, we win? win? It really it should did. be. Like, Times quote of the year. Put it on the cover right now. Well, you got to, we got 12 months to go. We got a long Does way, but that should matter. be in the running. That's DeMar right. Hamlin wakes up and goes, did we win? It's phenomenal. 312-332-3776. Join the conversation. A lot still to talk about. Bulls snapped the uh, 12-game winning streak in the Nets last night. Ooh, we got a big special show shout-out from Stacy. And uh, Adam Amin that we want to talk about last night. Hey, the NBA refs on their Twitter uh, account going after Stacy and Adam in a sort of playful way. But that was funny. And the guys were joking hot about sauce. it last night. Yeah, a little hot sauce action. Plus McKnight at the movies and Todd Furman in 30. We'll be back in two minutes.